News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good Saturday morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy Faith. Family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning And I just also want to mention, if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, maybe you're listening on uh, on the KHMO app, you can also follow the show along on our On The Mark KHMO Facebook page. So if you're joining us on the Facebook Live, shout out to you. And uh, if you've ever wanted to uh, watch me yell and ramble about my bears and everything else that we talk about in the show, uh, you can follow the show along on on the mark KHMO on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search on the mark KHMO, all one word on Facebook, and uh, you will you'll see us pop on up. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Mark Hespen, M A R K H E S P E N. Uh, a lot to get to on the show today. A busy Saturday, August thirteenth, episode one forty eight of On the Mark. If you believe it or not, yeah, we're almost at the uh, one fifty mark. And um, as I look ahead to the show this morning, obviously we continue with our uh, series that we've been doing, which is the one main storyline for each of the of the teams in uh, in the NFL, and we're going to focus on the NFC North this morning. Uh, we will get to uh, the kind of Zach Wilson injury and some other preseason NFL storylines. We'll get to all of that uh, on the show. Uh, also, Kevin Durant forcing the owner's hand saying that he wants this and this to happen and I'll stay and the uh, we'll get the owner's response from the Brooklyn Nets and then a couple of quick hitter storylines to wrap up the show including the GOAT Serena Williams announced the retirement so we'll get to all that on the show but right now as we start off every show we'll start off this show with Hespin headline number one Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number one today uh, is the continuation of the series we've been doing leading up to the start of the NFL season. And that is the main storyline for each team through each division. And we're on the NFC North today, a division I know all too well, uh, being a Bears fan. And so let's start it off. Uh, I, the, the focus of this series, if you're new to it, is I'm pretending I'm a beat writer for each team. And if you don't know what a beat writer is, it's like the main newspaper in town. Like, they're number one. Your job is to only write about this team and to get all the scoops, get all the storylines. So I am going to put my investigative journalism hat on. I'm going to turn up the heat on each one of these franchises. And I'm going to tell you what the number one thing to watch for this year going into it is. All right, so let's start with the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. And for the Packers, the storyline as it is every year with Aaron Rodgers is very simply, it's Super Bowl or bust. Uh, Aaron Rodgers puts you into the level of you're a Super Bowl contender. 
And so does the rest of the organization rise up to meet that level? And can Aaron himself live up to the expectations that not only he has put on himself, but the media has put on him as well? Aaron Rodgers, MVP, he is, uh, by all accounts, one of the most talented players in NFL history, not just quarterbacks, but just players. The dude is uh, beyond gifted, freakishly gifted, athletic. And for Aaron, it's another year of kind of restarting with weapons. You know, we are so used to an Aaron Rodgers career. We had the Jordy Nelson days, and the Jordy Nelson days move seamlessly into the Devontae Adams days. And now Devontae Adams is gone. He's in Vegas. And so here is Aaron once again with a lot of unproven pieces, and yet the expectations are Super Bowl or bust. And I would argue that they're even more so Super Bowl or bust this year because we know how hard it is for a team to repeat. So the Rams obviously have a huge target on their back, and it is really, really tough to repeat. Even though I think the Rams have a better roster than the Packers, it's really hard to repeat. And by all accounts, I think we all agree the Buccaneers, while very good, and Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, the expectations for the Bucks and the roster on the Bucks town is maybe not as it's good as it's been the past two years that Tom Brady's been with the Bucks. So his main competition in the NFC has weakened, but he himself and his team has weakened, and uh, he's got his big new deal. He's getting his $60 million, his ridiculous high amount of money. So the so for the Packers, as it is every year since they've had Aaron Rodgers, it's Super Bowl or bust. That's the focus. Now, I think, as I've said to you before on this show, with the Packers going into the season, and we haven't exactly gotten to my predictions yet, but I'll, allow, I'll, I'll, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. I have the Packers as the third best team in the NFC. I don't think they're going to they're as competitive overall as the Bucks and I and I like the Rams more. But as I just said, it's really those two teams futures are also shaky. I uh, I I think the the Packers there's a lot of weird pressure. The media is tougher on Aaron Rodgers now, the local media is as well. Uh, I think that's probably a good thing. They keep the heat on him and LaFleur and uh We'll have to see. Can anyone fill Devontae Adams' shoes? I don't think so. But I I think it's going to be a really unique year where it's Aaron Rodgers having to spread the ball around, do stuff he's not necessarily comfortable doing, as we've seen in the past in that playoff loss last year, another really disappointing end of the Packers season. He just was like forcing it Devontae or, or no one else. So for the Packer Bowl, Packers Super Bowl or bust to start off the main storyline uh, here in the NFC North. We move to the Minnesota Vikings, and there is, as Lizzo says, literally, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Dropping Lizzo lyrics here on you at uh, 9.13 in the morning on KHMO. Uh, so what I'm saying is they have a new head coach. And so for the Packers, is is it new staff, new Kirk? New staff, new Kirk? Well, I disagree. Hold on, my guy, David MLI. You can't, no, no. Listen, the Packers missing the playoffs would be disastrous for the Packers. It'd be disastrous. Absolutely. See, commented Packers, no Packers to play off, say bet. 
I'd love to see the Packers miss the playoffs. It would be disastrous for them as an organization. Uh, but with, with Aaron Rodgers and what they're paying him and their expectations. Uh, so for the Vikings, as we focus them, Kevin O'Connell, new head coach. Who is Kevin O'Connell? You probably couldn't pick him out if he was standing in the room with you. Yeah. Well, he has been the offensive coordinator for the Rams the past two years. Very good Rams offenses. And uh, that seems to be the type of offense that Kirk Cousins will thrive in, right? A lot of play action, run the ball, focus a lot on Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was with the Rams during the, you know, the Todd Gurley successful days. It's a run first offense. It's obviously what Minnesota wants to be. Minnesota, though, was 8-9 last year. They have a really solid roster, but... Are they going to improve on that? Or when you add in a new coach, new system, everything, does it take a second to get going? Thielen is there. Justin Jefferson's there. A ton of weapons offensively with Dalvin Cook. You could argue that's the the, top three, three three-headed monster for your offensive skill positions in the league. Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. Uh, Can Kirk put it all together? I think as we look at the Minnesota Vikings going from a a defensive-led team to an offensive-led team, people say, well, that's going to be better because it's an offensive league. But the problem is their defense is really what's let them down the last two years of Mike Zimmer. And the Vikings' offense has never really been the problem. I mean, look at the numbers for Kirk Cousins. They've put up huge numbers. So I think the Minnesota Vikings' new coach – can they can they be nine and eight? I mean, they're eight and nine. Can they get to ten and seven to, to secure themselves a a playoff uh, berth? We'll see. I'll make my official prediction soon. But all the eyes are going to be on the new coach and that new that new relationship with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins can he thrive in this new offense this year and next year where he's kind of guaranteed to be the starter, uh, or uh, does everything come off the rails for Kirk Cousins? We'll see. Uh, we move on to the Detroit Lions, Detroit City stand up, Detroit versus everyone. It feels like that. The headline for the Lions as we uh, focus on their main storyline this year, it's taking a step forward. It's all about taking a step forward, right? This is now the second year for Jared Goff in the system, second year for Dan Campbell in the system. A lot of these players, coaches, so we need to see the growth. We need to see the Lions are on that path to, hey, you've now had over a full year to get your guys in the building, your second year of a draft, right? So you get more continuity, building and bringing in the players that you want for your system, uh, for your uh, culture. So it's really important for Detroit to take a step forward. Detroit was 0-8-1 on the road in 2021 they've got to be better in 2022 2023 so for Detroit three and 13 and one last year I've got to see Detroit to get to five six wins that's taking a step forward anything less than five six wins then that's Detroit not taking a step forward and then the argument can be made depending on how the season looks Jared Goff's job in trouble Dan Campbell job in trouble and what is this culture? What are the Lions actually building towards? So big year for the Lions. I mean, yeah, every year you want it's easy to say, hey, a team needs to win more games. But for the, it, I just said the Vikings, the Lions are a prime example of 
if the Vikings still end up eight, nine, or seven and ten or or lower, they have the excuse of saying, "Well, new coach, new system. They didn't have the chance to get all their guys in, and now you improve." Right? New coaches always give you that window to say, "Well, if things don't go exactly well, it's a new system, new coaches, new players. We got we got to give this thing time, right? It's got to bake. It's a cake." Well, for the Lions, they've been baking now for a year. I got to start being able to see that you're decorating the cake and the cake is getting ready for me to be eaten. All right. If I'm, if I'm a beat writer for the Lions, I'm a fan for the Lions. I got to see the cake has got to have been starting to have been made. It's been baking. I'm ready to start taste testing while you decorate it. Right. So for the Lions, it's, it's a huge year about taking a step forward. And if they don't take a legitimate step forward, I mean, win a road game or two, get to six or more wins. Then as a Lions fan and as someone who's covering the Lions, I have a right to start really questioning the direction the Detroit Lions are headed in. And finally, you know I had to save them for last. As we look, the one main storyline for the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. And for the Chicago Bears, the storyline is very simply, it's four men versus history, right? It is four men versus the culture and the dysfunction. It is Poles, Eberflus, Fields, and Getze versus the McCaskies and the Bears organization. It is a civil war inside of the Chicago Bears. That's the storyline to watch all year. Can Fields, Eberflus, Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, Eberflus, the head coach, and Ryan Poles, the general manager, can they overcome the dysfunction that is the McCaskies and the Chicago Bears? Can they do it? We saw Matt Nagy and uh, and uh, Ryan Pace do it for one year. It was their first year together in Chicago. Bears made the playoffs double doink. So can... The situation is so eerily similar. New coach. Now, the GM is new. Pace uh, uh, had been there before. But relatively new GM or new GM. Second-year quarterback, second-year quarterback. And uh, all eyes on can they they overcome the dysfunction of the McCaskies and the history of the Bears being bad offensively. And 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 uh, and so it's all eyes on how it works in House Hall, and rem- I just keep going back to how I felt after that double doink. It was devastating. There was a lot of questions, but there was such positive vibes. Right? We had Club Dub. We had all these things that we were like, oh, Mitch. Mitch looked great at times. He led the Bears to the playoffs. This is finally it. We got Mitch. He's going to take another jump in year three. It's all about those four names. No, nothing else matters in Chicago. Fields, the quarterback. Eberflus, the coach. Getze, the OC. And Ryan Poles, the GM. Can they overcome the, the four of them? Find a way to... I, I'm not saying they have to make the playoffs. But can they find a way to show us, oh my God. We might have something here. We might have something that can be really competitive with, with modern offensive football. <laughs> we saw it for a year with uh, with Nagy, and then it all blew up, and it was a disaster. So can we see the foundation? 
of modern NFL football with a mobile quarterback who's an athletic freak. And can we see what other teams saw? Can we see what the what the Cardinals get to see? Can we see what you know the Chiefs fans get to see? Can we see what the Bills fans get to see? Can we see what modern NFL young quarterbacks and positive franchises are seeing? It's popping up all around the around the league. The Bills are seeing it. Chiefs fans are seeing it. Cardinals fans are seeing it. Athletic freak of nature quarterbacks in modern offenses geared towards them with competent people. I feel Iberflus is really competent. I like what I'm seeing and hearing. I like that the Bears have a defensive head coach. It's part of their history. Everything I've seen and hearing from Getze is good. I'm hearing great quotes from Fields and him and Getze are on the same page. Remember, this time last year, the Bears had a coach who was literally building an offense around preparing Andy Dalton. <laughs> it was a mess. So that's it's, it's all about those four guys, head coach Iberflus, offensive coordinator Getze, quarterback Fields, and, and, and GM Ryan uh, Poles versus the history and the dysfunction of the McCaskies and the overwhelming disaster that the Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer and they can't compete with modern offense. That's the storyline every year for the Bears. Can the brain trust overcome the dysfunction and the history? And that is the storyline again for them this year. I will mention now that we're talking about the Bears, let me quickly mention Roquan Smith. Listen, it's it's a disaster. I mean, that that is one of the things that is giving me a lot of pause about my faith in the Bears uh, going into this year. I need to know in the end, is it Eberflus and Poles versus Smith? Or is it the McCaskies not willing to give the number? And I get it. Roquan is asking for reset the market. He's asking for whatever what every player wants when their deal comes up. They want to reset the market. He wants more than Darius Leonard. Is he as good as Darius Leonard? He's close. And so it's just kind of the way it works. But I would argue the Bears need Roquan Smith. They need him. And if you trade Roquan Smith, the best you can hope for is a guy who's maybe as good as Roquan Smith, and then you'll eventually have to pay him too. The Bears have a ton of cap space. This is what you do when you have cap space and you have a young quarterback. You sign guys who are really crucial to your culture and to moving your team forward to winning sooner rather than later. Roquan is absolutely about that. It's the same thing I argue with the Chicago Cubs and and, and Wilson Contreras. Yeah, maybe the timetable's not right, and maybe you don't want to pay the premium dollar for a position that's not exactly, you know, predicated on winning, like compared to edge rusher, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and offensive line. But you draft a Roquan Smith in the hopes that he becomes a Roquan Smith, and then you got to pay a Roquan Smith. So get it done. It's as simple as that. And if they trade him, they better get the Earth, Moon, and Stars because he is an uber talent, and he will be an all-pro for another team for years to come. So you need to get what the Raiders got from you when they, when they when you traded for Mac. You need to get at least that. They are very comparable at this point of their career. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back, the preseason is underway 
We have some storylines already developing. We'll dive into those. And I'll tell you the three things you need to watch for today with today's preseason games. On the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, live and local in America's hometown station on uh, uh, broadcasting live and local from uh, their uh, KHMO studio here in Quincy. Navigating, buying, or selling. I'm Shanola Hampton. Every day, millions of people face hunger. Today, I will share with you some of their experiences. I'm stuck between paying for medications or paying for food. John from Maine. After paying my bills, I can buy groceries. It's sad to say, food comes last. Alice from Oregon. I thought pantries were for less fortunate people. But anybody could be less fortunate in a day or even a second. Claire from Virginia. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. No one should have to worry where their next meal will come from. Together, we can end hunger. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by the great people at Cunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back, that's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Shop online, Cunis, uh, shopcunis.com. You can check out their entire inventory. Uh, do what I did. I found my vehicle online from shopcunis.com. It was at another one of their locations. They brought it to the Quincy location. I was driving away with it the next day. Shopcunis.com. Go online. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And then stop by the dealership, 221, and uh, start working with one of their incredible sales staff and uh, get yourself into the vehicle that you need to get yourself into. Uh, all right, we got to. Who's commenting here now? I want to see this. David says teams with winning traditions or at least a proven record make moves to compete to win. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so I was mentioning here. Uh, this is why you got to follow along on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. I was chatting up with our Facebook Live audience here during the break. Uh, you guys are listening to commercials. I keep the show going uh, on Facebook Live. And one of my, the last points I made with Roquan Smith and the Chicago Bears, and I'll make this point and then we'll move off it to Hespin headline number two, is that bad organizations like the Bears, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Commanders, teams that can't consistently win, when you draft a player, that player becomes an all-pro and then wants to actually stay with your organization, unlike Jalen Ramsey who wanted to leave, you are sending a really bad message to every other player in the league, every other agent in the league, if you're not willing to make that happen to where they can stay and they grow. It's just you're going to mire yourself in that mediocrity of, oh, I guess this player now wants to leave after their rookie deal. And in order to have Hall of Fame talents and, and Hall of Fame players help you win Super Bowls, you need to get guys on their second, third contract, the Brian Urlachers of the world, who become cornerstones of your franchises. Beyond just the quarterback. Travis Kelsey's a cornerstone piece of the Chiefs franchise. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to keep that around. It's more than just one position. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, uh, the preseason is now officially underway. And uh, we have already some big storylines developing out of the preseason let me start with uh, the biggest thing, in my opinion. Last night, 
Zach Wilson, the second-year quarterback for the Jets, on a non-contact play, injured his right knee, went off limping. The Jets are awaiting an MRI. I, I can't uh, check Twitter right now, but as of this morning, I haven't seen that there has been any update on the Zach Wilson case. If that changes, someone let me know. Reach out, comment away, or hit me up. Uh, I guess I can't tr- check Twitter uh, on my phone as I'm, as I'm live here now. Uh, but regardless of it's an ACL tear or not, I, this is really important to make uh, a point to make. This is this this could just be the end for Zach Wilson, the Jets. I'm serious. He was injury prone last year. In his rookie year. This is a non-contact injury for a small body guy who's basically a little bit bigger than Johnny Manziel. A quarterback who you drafted second overall on the potential. The potential of extreme athleticism. Right? And now another injury lines up. Best case scenario, this is a severe sprain and maybe a little cartilage damage. I mean, we all saw it. He planted. He immediately went limp on it. So it's got to be some sort of tear or or in the cartilage or ligament. And even if he's able to bounce back and get the surgery, whatever he does, or no surgery, and he's healthy, now i got to worry about Zach Wilson and his mobility, which is the only reason he's drafted number two overall is because – you could see him making, being extremely mobile and making plays with his legs. I mean, this is a disaster for the Jets. And if I'm the New York Jets right now, I'm calling the San Francisco 49ers. I'm calling them. And I'm asking about Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I'm sorry, but if, you, if the Jets fans, I know it's only the second year and you want to see more from, from Wilson and you can bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, and it can still be Zach Wilson's. This can still be Zach Wilson's year. Let's say he doesn't miss the whole year. Let's say it's a meniscus and a really bad sprain. He has to have a surgery. He misses eight weeks, and you get him back after your bye. Well, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Win games. Show that your team is winning. System. Blah blah blah. And then you tell Jimmy as soon. As soon as Wilson is healthy, he's going to be working. We need him to start because we need to see if he's quarterback in the future. Jimmy will understand. Jimmy will have the chance to go there, get some tape in a division he knows really well, and he will have some weapons. They have Braxton Bears. They got some guys, right? He knows Salah. Salah knows him from his time in San Francisco. So go get Jimmy G. You can say to the media right away, this is Zach Wilson's team. We just want to be as competitive as possible, and as soon as Wilson is healthy to play, he will be our starter. That's fine. No one will have qualms about that. But secretly, behind the scenes, you could say, Jimmy, you win us five, six games in this eight games he's gone. It plays really well. We'll start Zach. If Zach's a disaster and he does, and he can't play as good as you and he's not as competitive and and we see you in practice every day, Maybe next year we go into it with an open open competition. We're not, and we're moving on from Zach Wilson. Like I, I, I'm sorry, but you come to a point where, and eventually, then you, Jimmy will know that they'll have to draft another quarterback. But in that division, the AFC East with Tua, 
And Mac Jones, you tell me, Jimmy G, I would put right behind the Bills. They would, and the Jets would be second best team in the AFC East. Could be with Jimmy G, second best quarterback. So I, I listen. I I think this is a disaster. Zach Wilson, a lot like Justin Fields and Trey Lance, this year was mega important to them. And I know you can't help it with injuries, but this is a guy got injured last year. And he's not injured and he's Josh Allen size. He didn't get injured because, oh, he, he took a giant shot from a linebacker and it hit his hip. And the dude's a freak athlete and, you know, he needs some rest and he, he'll be back. He's not Big Ben. And to, to fairness to Justin Fields and Trey Lance, he's not even them. They are much bigger physical athletes who I would give them another chance over Zach Wilson when you talk about physicality, right? So, I mean, this is a disaster. And Jets fans can cross your fingers, but if I was a Jets fan this morning, I'm kind of done with Zach Wilson. I like the direction my team's headed. I like my head coach. I like the drafts we've had. I like my new GM. And I would just... Go out, be aggressive, get Jimmy G, and I would be willing, very willing and comfortable to say publicly when Zach Wilson is back, he's the starter, and you do give him the job when he's the starter, when he's healthy, because you've got to see if he's the future or not. And then if not, you have a guy in in, in your uh, locker room who you know, your head coach knows, and you know can win more games, and he's the second-best quarterback in your division. Now, I would also argue if I'm the Giants and the Browns, I'm calling the 49ers today as well. The Giants, I mean, let's be honest. We saw it already from uh, Daniel Jones. It's just it's been not good. And Jimmy G in the NFC East is also the second-best quarterback in that division. I'd put him ahead of Hurts consistently. He's won more. We've seen more. Him with a system with Dable. He's not going to be any worse than Daniel Jones. And again, you can move off him with ease. You can still trade up, go get a quarterback. Still trade to get another quarterback. But at least you bring in a guy who you're more confident you can win with. And then for the Browns, I I mean, listen, Goodell spoke. And it all all points to they ain't ain't compromising. They're going to get a year. Deshaun Watson will miss 17 games of football at some point in time. So go get Jimmy G, because you have a win-now team in a very tough division. And you need to, if, if you you signing Deshaun Watson as an organization is then saying to the rest of the NFL, we're all in on winning. So starting Jacoby Brissett for a year is not all in on winning. You're not going to draft a quarterback with a high pick. What's the point in losing games? Go get Jimmy G. Uh, if you're the Jets, Giants, or Browns, go get them. All right. Um, the other thing with the training camp uh, here is we and, and as we start preseason, um, the other storylines within this is you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Jordan Love is officially a bust. That's easy. We can write that off. We don't have to talk about Jordan Love anymore. Jordan Love will not be uh, the starting quarterback for uh, the um, uh for the Green Bay Packers ever. He's a bust. He's he's garbage. You cannot throw three interceptions. I get it. I'm just saying. Listen, these are against backups. 
second stringers, guys who are trying to make the roster. You're a you're a first round quarterback three years into the same system, same coach. You should be going out there lighting it up. Three touchdowns, no picks, twenty uh, five for twenty eight, and and being like, hey, someone trade for me, get me out of here. I should be a starting quarterback. And so Jordan loves the bus. That's easy. We can move on from Jordan Love. And then finally, um, we have a lot of games today. A lot of games today in the NFL. Let me let me go through this here. Uh, preseason action in full today. And uh, there are three things. you got Chiefs, Bears, Panthers, Commanders, Colts at Bills, Seahawks at Steelers, Dolphins at Bucks, Saints at Texans, Cowboys at Broncos, Rams at Chargers. Full slate. So there are three things that you need to watch for today that are really important for fan bases, but also just fans of the NFL. Here are the three things you need to watch for today. Panthers quarterback competition. Baker, Darnold, and Corral. All three of them, I think, in my view, all three of them have a chance to earn the job and have a chance to start week one. So let's wait and see. And uh, one of them could have a Malik Willis-type moment, really put up a big, big game, and that can sway public opinion. You know, fans react. Fan is short for fanatic. We overreact. So huge, huge, huge day for the Panthers quarterback situation. Darnold, Baker, and Corral. Same thing in Pittsburgh. Huge day for Mitch. And... This is the moment for Mitchell Trubisky's career where we will find out if he... We already know he's going to at least be Chase Daniel. Mitchell Trubisky will be a backup quarterback in this league for 10-plus years. He's a good dude. He's mobile. He is great in the locker room. Everyone loves him, and he's non-threatening. No one is threatened by Mitchell Trubisky at all. So now we'll find out, though, is he going to just be Chase Daniel? Or is he going to be more Ryan Fitzpatrick? Where, no, 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 he's a starter, and you will bring him in to start for your team and and compete to win games while you also develop the future of your quarterback situation. So it's a huge day for Mitch. And uh, and, and obviously we get to get eyes on the first-round quarterback, Kenny Pickett. And, and, uh, and so big day for the Steelers quarterback competition. And then finally... The third thing we need to watch for, the second-year quarterbacks, Justin Fields. So Trevor Lawrence looked really good last night. Trey Lance looked really good last night. We haven't seen Mac Jones. Zach Wilson is in on life support, and they're relying on praying on an MRI for an already injured guy. And now it's Justin Fields. So second-year quarterbacks... Two guys, arrows pointing way up. Trey Lance and uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. One guy, Mac Jones. We don't know yet what his year two look like. And and now for Fields, he has a chance to uh, put himself in the Lawrence and uh, and uh, Lance category as opposed to the Wilson category. And it's huge. I mean, I'm I'm just telling you because again, Fields was a guy who was who dealt with injuries last year, 
So it's a big, big moment. Big, 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 big moment. So uh, those are the three things to watch for today in the preseason. I know they're all quarterback related, but they are. Th- this is big time for the quarterbacks right now. Panthers QB situation, Steelers QB situation, and Fields. Can he pop like Lance and Lawrence did, or will his arrow be pointing down like Wilson? And fairness to Mac Jones, I'll give him steady, no arrow movement uh, as of right now. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070K, Jamal the K, Jamal app. When we come back, Kevin Durant has made demands. And we'll see what the response was from his owner, or governor, as I should say. They are called governors in the NBA. Yeah. All right, News Talk 1070K, Jamal, it's on the mark, live and local from our K, studio here in Quincy. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed? Together, we can create a more inclusive workforce. Please join us. We need community leaders, businesses, and service providers to be part of the solution. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash employment. Hall of Fame weekend. Lidgy forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Highs level off around 89 today. Under overcast skies, winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows around 68 tonight, partly cloudy skies. Highs level off around 86 tomorrow, mainly sunny skies. Right now, 71. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. It's the no-fear powertrain warranty. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Kevin Durant is the gift that keeps on giving, keeping the NBA in the uh, headlines here. So Kevin Durant apparently went to the Nets owner, Joe Sy, and said, I'll stay, but you got to get rid of Steve Nash, the coach, and the GM. And the owner said, okay, thank you for letting me know. And then the owner went to Twitter and said, and I quote, our front office and coaching staff have my support. <laughs> I love this. He went on to say, we will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. And that is a direct shot at KD. Because remember, after KD and Kyrie got swept by the Celtics in the first round, swept. Remember Katie and Kyrie at that post-press conference said, we'll make some decisions on the future of the team and we'll get together this offseason and make some decisions. So this is the owner and the GM basically taking control back of the team. And they're done. And I think this is a direct shot at KD and basically saying, listen, dude, you signed a contract to be here. So if you don't want to play, fine. You can sit out and not play, but we're not just trading you for pennies on the dollar. We're not doing it. So you make the choice about your career right now. We would love to have you. We want you. No hard feelings. Uh, We are looking for trade options. Absolutely. Our phones are open. We're making calls. But if you don't want to play, it's over. The, the, The Nets will no longer, are no longer hostage to Katie and Kyrie. They were three years ago when Katie and Kyrie said, we want this. They were like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But the Nets have played with them, and they've seen they've gone down that road, and now they're basically saying, we're out. It's going to be a no for us. We're going to be in charge. Even if you don't play, you've done yourself enough bad public um, 
PR with with this trade demand that if you're not playing, that's on you, not on us. And so you want to hurt your own brand and hurt that, fine. Do do you. I um I think that KD and Kyrie will both play for the Nets this year. I don't see a trade getting done. I think the Nets maybe will, will wait. Trade deadline comes around. Certain things happen. Teams get frustrated. Other stars get frustrated. I think the trade deadline uh, midway through next year is where you'll see KD, Kyrie. And I think it'll be a complete blow-up. You'll see KD. You'll see Kyrie. Ben Simmons, they'll all go. And Brooklyn will, will completely rebuild. That's my prediction as of right now. Things could change. Someone will swoop in. I mean, KD is one of the top five players in the league. So teams could be secretly putting packages together and make a move. Wouldn't surprise me. But if I had to make a prediction, Katie, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, the Nets implode come trade deadline. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, a couple quick hitter topics to wrap up the show. Live and local in America's News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's on the mark. The Ozark Peacemakers. Oh, and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by the great people at Cunis, Honda, and Hyundai. They are located at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And they can get you into a new car. You can special order cars. They have new truckloads coming in uh, weekly. I was just talking uh, with uh, the general sales manager, Levi Buxman, over at Hyundai. It's got a brand new truckload of Sonatas in as well. Uh, so they have new inventory and their used inventory. I'm not joking is literally over 3000 vehicles. It is second to none. And it is a network of dealers, the Cunis family that you don't want to make the mistake of passing on. If you are in the market for a new car, if you are looking to upgrade your current vehicle, or if you're just curious of what your vehicle is currently worth, you are doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, and uh, tell them Mark sent you. All right, follow along on the show on our Facebook page, on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Four minutes left. Four quick hitter topics to wrap up the show. Let's go. Uh, Tatis. <laughs> Uh-oh, 80-game uh, suspension for the superstar in the MLB. Now, Tatis has been recovering from a broken wrist that he got during a motorcycle accident. The Padres, you could tell, are not happy. And I think that uh, Tatis not appealing to 80-game suspension is obvious that he knows he did something wrong. He released a statement, I should have known better. It was treatment for ringworm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you broke your wrist. You embarrassed yourself in the organization. You were clearly trying to get back, and he got caught. You know he's owning up to it. He's not. He's not appealing the suspension. I think this really is a bummer for the Padres because having the ability of Tatis back with um, Soto and Machado and this Padres roster in the postseason would have been electric. And now the Padres are in a really weird spot where they needed Tatis to kind of help them sell Soto on staying and maybe taking a hometown discount. It's going to be really interesting to watch. But if he's not appealing the suspension, he knows what he did. Uh, Serena Williams, the GOAT, is retiring after the U.S. Open in New York. That will be one of the hottest tickets um, 
in a long, 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 long time. Serena is the GOAT. I mean, to me, Roger Federer and Serena Williams are the greatest tennis players I've ever seen. Uh, Djokovic is close, and he still could pass Roger, but I, I think Djokovic has gotten a lot of his uh, greatness at the kind of end of dominance of Federer and Nadal. Uh, Federer, to me, is still the GOAT. Serena is the female GOAT. And I would make the argument legitimately if you're taking gender out of it, just like how dominant they were, Serena is Tiger Williams. Like, she's Tiger. You could argue, well, she doesn't have as many majors as the lady who's old, who did it years and years ago. Come on. Serena in her prime versus anyone, not close. Tiger in his prime versus anyone, not close. Different level. Different level. They move the game forward. Absolutely transcended the game. Serena Williams is a Mount Rushmore athlete. And uh, sad to see her go. Glad to see she's going on her own ter- terms, getting a little bit of a retirement run, playing on U.S. soil. Uh, and who knows? Maybe she could have a Cinderella story uh, finish. Cam Smith is joining the Live Tour. Listen, this is just getting uh, it's getting interesting. It's getting real interesting. Cam Smith's a big get. He is a current great golfer in his prime, golfing in his prime. I could argue that Kepka was that, but Kepka has been out of it and really injured for the better part of a year now. So he's kind of fallen off the map. $100 million. And now they're starting to see some things with the Live Tour that anytime they win a tournament, that actually comes against their salary. So they earn the salary, $100 million like Cam Smith signed for, and then you win money based on how much you know you win in a tournament. But if you win the tournament, when you get like $15 million or whatever, that actually comes out of that $100 million guaranteed. So now you're going to see guys not winning Live tournaments. And that's also why you see guys wanting to still play on the tour and win that FedEx Cup money, too. They're trying to double dip and eat it. And I get it. I get it. But I think the Live Tour, I th- you're seeing what now with the Live, I think it's it's a bubble that will burst. Let's give it time. Let's see how it plays out. But it feels starting to feel more and more like a bubble that will burst. Finally, really quickly, Brady leaving Bucks camp. My only thought on this is something that he, it had to be, they planned it, a commitment that he had agreed to and when he retired and he didn't want to let it go. I don't think we'll look too much into it, but once we know exactly what it is, then I'll have stronger thoughts on it. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. Big day today in the world of football. Hit me up on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Follow the show on the Mark K. Jamo on Facebook. Enjoy this Saturday filled with preseason action. I'll see you next week for some more on the Mark here on KHMO. Hall of Fame weekend. Present-